I've been warming up for this all day. Oh, no. <laughs> Welcome back, film fans, to a brand new episode of Quality Check Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel Posey, and joining me, as always, Drew Douglas. What's up? You know, as I told you, I've been warming up for that. But more importantly, I am recording in a room that's a little different. So does it sound a little different or not really? No, it sounds the same. I can't wait to. This is uh, this weekend. We're moving into our home that we bought. And it's the last time I'm going to be recording in what basically adds up to as a tiny closet. (laughs) And uh, hopefully things are a little... Because every once in a while, you know, you edit these and they're like, oh, man, this sounds awful. So hopefully we can clean some of that up. Granted, we are 1,200 miles apart. But at the same time, I mean, they've been sounding good. However, with the upgrade, so to speak, from going from the apartment life back to a home, that's going to be nice. I cannot wait to get out of this hellhole. <laughs> well, that's we, could how spend, we could spend two hours talking about how miserable I am every, every time I come home. Well, I'm I'm pretty I'm I'm not just pretty. I am very happy for you and your wife Lexi because that's very exciting to end up moving. Now, so this weekend's moving day for you. So you start on Friday, is that right or Thursday? We're um basically boxed up at this moment. Thursday we're getting the truck. Friday okay. we're getting, you know, we're signing everything, doing the final walkthrough, and then we can start unloading uh that afternoon. I am also curious because this weekend is a big personal uh, milestone in terms of getting a home and moving in for that. But then it's also a milestone because we've got Clint Eastwood releasing a new film at 91 years old. And we both are looking forward to it because we're both Eastwood guys. We love what he releases, but also this movie we're, we're both intrigued by. Is it something that you feel torn having to move on a weekend that Clint Eastwood's new movie is coming out or not really? I have no control, but I will say that movie will be watched. <laughs> you know, I'm going to say I have to get away for two hours because I got to go see this new Eastwood film. <laughs> well, Lexi's a fan or like a, a uh, maybe, uh, I don't want to say Fairweather fan, but kind of so-so about Clint Eastwood, right? I think she appreciates his work. Like, well, we'll go see. We, we've watched his last few together and she enjoys them. I don't know if she um, watches his stuff because it's Eastwood. Like, I watch it because it's an Eastwood film. Yeah. Beyond this, maybe that I want to see it. I don't think she, it registers for her. It, like, his impact in Hollywood. He's, he's a living legend. And the I have to say, though, that um, very exciting for, for you and Lexi because that's uh, something to look forward to, especially whenever you don't have to deal with any of the SWAT teams banging on your door <laughs> in the middle of the night. Or neighbors who will have, um, how do I say this? They will have very loud sexual intercourse <laughs> at random times of the day and night. Monday night leading into Tuesday, 2.33 in the morning, they're going at it. (laughs) And I tell you, it'll happen at 7 in the morning. It'll happen at 3 in the morning. 
It'll happen at four in the afternoon. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Insane. There's so many things here. I'm telling you, we could spend hours and I would just go off about all the things that have, the weird stuff that's happened in this apartment complex. So every day we are counting down. And in this moment, three days away from moving in to the next big chapter of our life. And hopefully we're not moving for a long time. That's the other thing that I'm super excited for because mm. I can't stand moving. This is one of those times though, where I'm all in because I know where we're going and that we're going to be staying there. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of that, well, I don't want to say final chapter, but at least you're going to be able to unwind, unbox your pop Funkos too. <laughs> Well, what's funny is, so I started this new job and I have an office now and there are pops that I'm like, I don't know what to do with these. So I just brought them there. And now that's where they're living, which is kind of exciting. And I, I bought some more. I'm not going to lie. I bought, uh, there's a new Michael Myers coming out and they have an Amazon exclusive and it's like one of those 10 inch ones. Um, So that's going to be in the office. And I ordered a new Hawkeye one from Avengers Endgame. That's it's his Ronin outfit and he's got like the Mohawk. So it's, I'm excited for that after watching that new trailer for the uh, Disney plus series. Well, that's awesome because I know that you have, when you were moving, it kind of made me a little sad. You mentioned that you were debating whether or not to sell or get rid of some of your pops. Did you end up doing that or no? I sold probably uh, 30 to 40 of them. Oh my goodness. And no joke. I have probably 70 to 80 still. It's uh, it's a sickness. <laughs> so for those that you got rid of, do you regret getting rid of those? Absolutely not. Oh. I mean, the ones that I kept, I, I, in, in uh, a part of me still regrets keeping them. I do have several though, and they're all in mint. They're all in their original boxes. Some haven't even been taken out. I have some that are out of print and worth four $600 right now. Mm. And uh, I'm going to cash in on those one of these days. I'm curious now which ones those are. Yeah, you you'll, to- you'll find out one day <laughs> when I go to sell them. <laughs> There's some that I sold originally um, years ago. I had a Wizard of Oz set that is out of print. And I got, at the time, like $150 for, I think, three of them. And I wish I would have kept those because I think the, that price has maybe gone up a little bit more. That's nuts. because It's, it's- a little sad though, right? Like somebody spending that much on a pot, but it's not my money. I'll take it. Well, yeah, exactly. Now, for, I mean, that's that's one of the beauties about like pop culture. You end up having something like that. I know as a kid growing up, it was always like baseball cards. And I always felt, I always felt like a freaking scammer whenever you ended up doing that. And you like, there were a few baseball cards I got for free, but I would freaking sell them because, you know, you'd end up making a few bucks. And at that time, that was like, me going and getting a couple of Gatorades on their freaking dime. But <laughs> that's going to be you basically getting half of a washer or dryer on their dime. I'm okay with that. <laughs> well, yeah, that'll be, that'll be how you're bankrolling adulting and everything like that. So that's going to end up helping down the road. But speaking of helping down the road, we have a podcast episode that is so unique, so different, and we're hoping to help the box office by trying to, I guess, rejuvenate it even more because we're bringing back an old game, and this is called the Fall Movie Fantasy Game. This is where, in the past, if you uh, don't recall or you have not listened, uh, this is where we talk about 
some of the upcoming movies. Drew and I will pick, and we've got a system here. We will pick four movies total, three big movies, so bigger releases, ones that have bigger budgets, and one smaller movie, uh, and likely those that will do smaller business at the box office. So four movies total, and then we will rotate on how we go about choosing those movies. Drew, are you ready to start the fall movie fantasy game? We've tried to do this like twice in the last year and a half, and COVID has ruined it every single time. (laughs) The big movies is up for grabs. You ready for this? Um, Well, I hope. I I don't really know if I'm ready, but hit me. We're we're winging it, baby. Um, There's six, so we're each going to get three. Dune, Halloween Kills, Venom 2, No Time to Die, Ghostbusters Afterlife, and Eternals. Smaller releases. And again, if there's one on here, a small release that you want to pick that's I didn't list that I might have missed, you can pick it. But it's like pick at your own risk. We have The Many Saints of Newark, a Sopranos film or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Adam's Family 2. The Last Duel, King Richard, The French Dispatch, and Last Night in Soho. On the line, what did we decide? $1,000 on the line? $1,000, and we also get a ride-along with Gerard Butler on his next behind-the-scenes tour of his movie. Okay. I've grown to appreciate Gerard Butler. I used to hate that man's guts. (laughs) For real? Yeah, I used to think he was awful. And then somewhere along the lines, I think it was around the time Den of Thieves came out. Oh, yeah. I was like, one, this movie is amazing. And two, Butler is out of control and I love him. (laughs) And I need to just embrace this guy. So I'm all in on Gerard Butler. Man, Um, and he can grow some wicked facial hair. He looks cool. And Cop Shop, the new Joe Carnahan... Coming out this weekend. I got a busy weekend. I can only watch one movie. It's going to be Cry Macho. But I do want to see Cop Shop. And I will be using Regal Unlimited to go see it at some Ooh. point. Yeah. Shout out to Regal Unlimited. I'm now one of your members. Yeah, you, you've you been picked up. I've been picked up long ago. But Regal, if you're listening to this, I will say that if you would like to sponsor by any means, we would love that. It, it is one of those things. Shout out to Regal, headquartered in Knoxville, Tennessee, my new home. Yeah. I love the Regals here in town. And you've also said that there's a nice diversity of theaters because you mentioned that there's like an art house, a small art house style Regal. Is that right? Or is it just... There was, I, there was one I discovered this week that's in town, but they, they're playing movies that the others aren't, like these smaller films, which is actually pretty cool that they're, they're doing that. That so, is... Big release. I'm giving you first pick. There's one I really want, but I'm willing to give you the first pick on the big release. One, I just think all the, who knows how any of these are going to fare. Like it's just, I, I think they're probably all going to do around the same. You know, that's I, looking at the box office. There is one strategy, and I will mention after I go. And I, however, there's there's kind of a I have to be a little strategic here because. I am leaning in the direction of going with one movie, but I don't know if you'll go with that movie. And so that's why I'm like, if I give you your first pick and I pick what could be your first pick, then you would just choose what would, I guess, be your second pick. But then I'm in jeopardy of losing what would be my first pick. So I've got 
this internal debate going on. Well, don't, you, don't, don't do that because there's literally only one that I really want. <laughs> and the rest I'm going to, I have a strategy. I have, you know, a thought process behind what I'm going to do. And I'll just be honest with you. My main big thought process is how will this movie do in its second week? Because that seems to make or break these. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And what has, you know, what has longevity and then most of these big ones are out in October, which is strange. Yeah, I think there's only two on the list: Ghostbusters and Eternals that are November. So maybe you think about that too. It's like that has more room to grow rather than these October ones that are coming out week after week after week. Right. Yeah, and that's that's where because I was looking at this and I'm like, man, there's a big there's there's something that's really influencing my decision and it's really boiling down to the release dates. And well, you, better, you better make up your mind because you're, you're, I'm about ready to say you're on the clock right now. Ooh. All right. I so, want that Gerard Butler thing, man. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I do too. Um, and the great thing is too, I, I just want to say as like a, a side note, we ended up stopping. We have one of these fantasy games going on at the beginning of the year in 2020, and we stopped it. I still have a screenshot of the movies we picked. And when we started marking the movies off the list that were pushed back. So I'm going to have to share that on social media because that I return to that every once in a while and be like, wow, what it was like pre-COVID. So, all right, my first pick after talking about this, I'm going to have to say... I've thought long and hard, and this is a movie that already has been getting pretty positive feedback, and a lot of people are talking about it because it got a special screening at CinemaCon. God. I'm going to have to go with Ghostbusters. Oh, my gosh. Is that your first pick? Yes, that's my first pick. That's I just – it's releasing close to – Thanksgiving, um, the I know that the first first little bit of uh, feedback from everyone seeing that surprise screening, they were raving about it. I've not heard a negative thing about it. Um, I think that it's also uh, that it could end up being one of those that you see a lot of families going out which will end up really boosting this film at the box office. So this is a freaking disaster. Hey, I should point out by the way, for like the last 4 months I have been on the hunt for the Ghostbusters cereal. Oh yeah. Literally going to Walmart, I've been going to Target, Kroger, Publix, anywhere that sells cereal. Have not been able to find it until this past weekend. I about freaking crap my pants when I saw a box of that at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I held it in my hand in the aisle and my wife took a picture of me smiling. <laughs> that is it was awesome. awesome. So, okay. Ghostbusters. Those, real quick, real quick, Drew. Do you end up having the little um, stay puffed marshmallows in that cereal? Yeah, they're little ghosts, um, but they're, the shapes are not done very well. They just oh. like, they look like little mar- normal marshmallow blobs. They look like little turds. I love having it. For some reason, I just feel like a kid again. Every time I see that awesome logo on the, uh, on the front of the box, I don't know. I love it. I cannot wait for this movie. It's going to be a huge hit. 
Yeah. And I think people are going to love it. I have a coworker. His brother is one of the higher ups at Regal. He was at CinemaCon or whatever. Is that what it's called? Uh, yeah. He was there. He saw this movie. He's a massive Ghostbusters fan. And he said it is great. He said it is a perfect homage to the original. It's a great continuation. And there are so many things for fans to love. Yeah, I think this could end up being the... Uh, there's just something about hearing that and then also that nostalgia factor. Stranger Things, I know they were... Um, I, I don't know if they were trying to cash in on that, but the fact of like that latchkey kid, that modern-day latchkey kid, that's something that I think there there's a lot there. And going into literally Thanksgiving weekend the week before when this is released there's there's so much promise here that i think it could just be sitting and spinning in money once we end up digging into turkeys because i think this could end up going up at the box office as i'm making more money um during the thanksgiving weekend because of that reason i told you outside of no time that i this is I, I would argue this is my most anticipated movie for the rest of the year, period. I cannot wait. All right, my pick. Man, this changes things for me. I have to go with No Time to Die. I have to. I think there's still a lot of interest. This is Craig's final film. We've been over this a thousand times because, again, this movie is nearly two years past its expiration. That's a thing. Like, I was looking at this two and really debating what this would look like. And here's the thing that kind of worries me about the release of this. You noticed at the very beginning, there's a, it seems like a bottleneck of releases in October, but this is the first one to jump uh, like in on this. So no time to die releases uh, before Halloween kills the last duel and venom, uh, which are all, on this list on for the movies that we'll be picking. And then well, technically what? Venom is the first one. Oh, so did that. In, Cause that they, they remember they jumped forward. Oh, you're I right. Thought, I think, I think that comes out on the first now. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I'm surprised a couple weeks ago, MGM didn't bump this up a couple weeks to mid September mm. when it's basically wide open, you know, Shang-Chi's done well. So it's just like, let's, Let's take advantage of this before things spiral out of control again or right. so we don't have to compete with anyone. They didn't do it. It's, it's October 8th here in the U.S. I still think it's going to do really well, and I think this one could have some decent legs. It's one of those that you said, there's, some, there's hype behind this movie coming out. And I don't think the delays have hurt it because if it's good enough, which I've heard... There at once again CinemaCon, there was like a 10-minute um scene that was revealed, and that got that generated a lot of buzz. It is the longest Bond film ever, two hours 43 minutes. Ooh. Sometimes that can hurt because it's like you can't screen it as many times, especially in the situation we are now where right. movies are not doing as well as they used to. Will that hurt the outcome? Who knows? I think two hours and 43 minutes is not long enough. This movie should be at least four and a half hours. <laughs> the Irishman. It, it's his final film. Let's drag this thing on for two to three days if we have to. I don't care. All right. Number two, I'm going with, I have to go with uh, 
the Eternals on this. Oh, wow. Um, I'm picking this. I do feel like this could be a massive gamble uh, on the behalf of, I don't know what the heck they're, the Eternals are, this entire team. I'm worried that there could be a lot of um, hesitancy with this film just because of the unknowingness of what this team is. But the optimism I have is that we've got Guardians of the Galaxy, even though released under very different circumstances, really surprised people because of how well it did at the box office. And that was a high performer that ended up making $330 million here in the U.S., so once again, even though released under very different times, I looked at the another factor that I took into consideration, not only the release date, because this is coming out November 5th, so the beginning of uh, November, that gives two weeks of leeway before Ghostbusters comes out. But then, uh, and that also is what, about two weeks after uh, Dune and then I think four weeks after Halloween Kills and all that. So there, there's enough breathing room. But Marvel, the MCU movies with Shang-Chi and Black Widow have all performed at the top of the box office uh, ranks right now for the pandemic. Uh, Black Widow is at the top, but with having Shang-Chi, I could see that climbing. And if the Eternals just follows in the footsteps of that MCU trend, this could be a top performer and also with the spacing of how the movies are being released for the fall. I mean, the reason to pick that movie is because Shang-Chi did so well. Because I wouldn't have thought yeah. it did as well as it did and, and, and uh, everyone loved it. Okay, number two for me. I got to do Venom 2. Ooh, that's a good one, one. This is the complete opposite of No Time to Die in that this is literally a brisk 90-minute movie. Cram it in as many times as you can. Oh. <laughs> let let the uh, let the masses come. Just soak up Tom Hardy as Venom. I don't know if the th- I don't know if the ninety minute runtime scares me. That's I mean that's good. awesome, but at the same time, it's like, did you not have enough to squeeze out? You, every, every, everybody wants their comic book movies to be two and a half hours long. What's going on with this one? <laughs> this is a a really good pick because the first one made so much money. This is still PG-13, and I think there's a decent amount of hype for this movie. So if you didn't pick that, that was going to be my third pick. So we have two left, Halloween Kills and Dune. Two very different movies, two very different budgets, Mm -hmm. possibly two very different uh, outcomes. (sighs) What are you going to do, and then what are you sticking me with? I have to say... Uh, we've talked about this and in the past, and there is a fear that Dune will just stink it up at the box office. Oh gosh. And I have, I've uh, done a little research in terms of Dune. I've for, I'd say through maybe two to three sources and just online. So uh, reading, trying to do research, I've heard that the same problems that plagued, at Denis Villeneuve's last film, which is Blade Runner 2049, why that did so bad at the box office, this film carries over some of that as well. So I'm worried Dune is going to be a stink fest 
But, well, what do you pick? I they they are also this is what's concerning, and I I'm going to say this knowing that you haven't picked yet, but I think I know what you're going to pick. Oof. They're already saying because this is part one of two. They haven't shot the second movie yet. Yeah, but they're already saying you know what? Even if this does terrible, there's a chance we could still shoot it. They're already setting this movie up to fail because <laughs> they know it's not going to make any money. Yeah. I would I told you that a year and a half ago. This is not something that people are going to rush out and see. Mm-hmm. And so I, you're picking Halloween Kills? I got to. Oh, my gosh. You're, yeah. you're freaking poning me over here. <laughs> There's one issue. So that means I get Dune. There's one issue with both of these movies, which is why I avoided them. They are doing the theatrical slash streaming option. Yeah. Which, I don't know. Dune, I don't think that necessarily matters. I don't understand the logic with Halloween Kills. Like that 2018 version made a lot of money. Zhang mm-hmm. Chi made a lot of money in the recent weeks. We're getting ready for Halloween. People want to see Halloween Kills. Why are you putting that on Peacock? Here's- I don't. I don't understand that. Other than we, I looked this up and they said because October is so crowded, they can't move the movie, but they can't get the large premium formats that they want. So. They're hoping to maybe balance some of the losses of that with this premium Peacock streaming, you know, driving people to that. Here's where I think this will kind of, I don't think it will blow up in their faces, but I think they're doing this for one main reason and one main reason only. Drive up subscription of Peacock, which is why HBO slash Warner Brothers did what they did at the beginning of this year to say that they're, bringing all 2021 movies to HBO Max. Granted, we were, I'm not going to say in a different time, but just a very unknown area of what's going to happen for theaters. And at that time, I think Warner Brothers slash, slash HBO made a good decision with that. But now I don't think that, I, I think it could be like a case-by-case basis of releasing those movies. There just aren't many subscribers to Peacock and I don't see many people going to see this on Peacock. I think most people will end up seeing, oh, it's coming out in theaters and they'll go to see this. Whereas I don't think that will hurt Doom with being out on HBO, HBO Max, but I do think that it could cut it down, like take away from some of that a little bit. But I, I could see Halloween Kills doing well because people want to get out to the theaters and see that kind of movie, a hard R movie. And that's really going to be our fix of a hard R movie leading into Halloween. And with the title Halloween, you're going to get a lot of people just wanting to to enjoy that and wanting to get out of the house. So um, that's kind of my reasoning. Although, if Peacock does decent, it, this this could end up damaging it in the box office. But I just I don't think it will make that much of a difference to be honest so that's why i want halloween kills i mean i'm still going to see that in theaters it'll be awesome i I don't have peacock pro or whatever it's called (laughs) (laughs) but uh even if i did i still want to see this in theaters i want to see it with a crowd and uh, i want to see it on a big screen i'm I'm excited so the small releases i get the first pick oh you know, at this point, I don't think there's anything I can do to win this. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not going to get to meet Gerard. 
Um, so hopefully whatever movie he's doing next is just an abomination and you have a miserable time. <laughs> my my goal is I, I need Eternals to tank is what I need. I don't want Ghostbusters to tank. I want that to do really well. So uh, I will not be rooting for failure. It's like a personal uh, conflict that you have with now. Yeah, it's like I don't want you to win, <laughs> but I want Ghostbusters to really do well because I'm just so excited. Uh, small releases, this is tough. I think there's one movie in this group that we have, which, by the way, I will say I'm not picking any other movie that was not listed here. So um, mm. I think there's one movie that could do well, and the rest are going to be pretty bottom of the barrel in terms of <laughs> how much they'll make money-wise. I want to do The Last Duel, but it comes out October 15th, which is the same weekend as Halloween Kills. It's smack dab in the middle of October. Again, we've talked about this. Super crowded. Adam's Family 2, I believe, is October 1st. Mm-hmm. Going up against No Time to Die. No, what is it? Venom 2? Gosh, yep. I don't know what to yeah. pick. King fine. Richard, actually, you know, the trailer for that is really, really good. Oh, it looks so good. That's also an HBO streamer. I'm going to just go with gut. I don't want to pick this movie, but I got to go with what I think is going to make the most. I'm going to say Adam's Family 2. <laughs> That's going to be on... Isn't that going to be on Peacock too? Oh, I don't know about that. Let me see here because I had a list pulled up and I didn't see it listed as being a Peacock release, but uh, no, I don't, I don't think so. That's supposed to be a theaters only. Honestly, I, I could see that doing decent. Um, like you said, okay. the, yeah, here's what it is. It's going to be also available to rent online the same day. Oh, weird. It's a little different than being on a service because you still have to shell out money for it. It still could hurt. I don't know. I don't know if this is going to do well at all, but I have to pick something. Now, as you said earlier, the French dispatch last night in Soho, I want last night in Soho to do really well because I freaking love uh, Edgar Wright. But I'm worried that it's not been mismarketed, but it falls in between Dune and the Eternals. And I think it's going to get lost in the mix. Any, all of these movies are going to do either okay and then immediately stink it up or stink it up and then just continue to stink it up for yeah. these small releases. So yeah, we're going to be screwed no matter what. Yeah. Now, that's why... I had at the top of the list, it was Adam's Family 2 or this one, which I'll go with because as far as I know right now, it's theatrical only. And that is the brand new Matt Damon, yeah. Ben Affleck, The Last Duel. That is exclusively in theaters. I, it's one that I wanted. I, you know, it's weird. I didn't know that was coming out in October. I thought that was like a November, December release. Yeah. That seems like a strange time to put this out. Yeah, and I just, I'm worried about it because like you said, it comes out with Halloween Kills, although with this movie, I can't imagine this being like R-rated, but it may. I mean, it's hard for me to imagine that The Last Duel is R-rated and it comes out the same weekend as Halloween Kills, a hard R movie, and that would give No Time to Die, which comes out the weekend before, more legs because more people can see it. And then Dune is PG-13. So I, it just, mm, I don't know if The Last Duel 
will make really all that much money. But like you said, all of these movies, I think, will just tank it. Uh, it's going it to do bad. It is rated R. Oh, wow. All right. So, and it's, it's an hour and 40 minutes or not an hour and 40 minutes. It's 140 minutes. That is a long movie. (laughs) Wow. I think, um, that might be my only W of the night is you picking that (laughs) you already locked it in. You're stuck with that. There's no other options. It was one of these two movies. Yeah. I, that's what I feel because the many saints, I just don't see there be that making much money because those who already have HBO Max will probably watch that movie on HBO Max because, I mean, that's how The Sopranos was released. So you've got your fan base there seeing it online. Um, King Richard, I just don't... I think that's the only one that could do decent. But even with the release date, um, I mean, I mean, coming out with Ghostbusters... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not good. And then, obviously, as I said, Soho and French Dispatch just not looking so great overall in terms of like how much they can make. So, but that's it. Um, I'm really nervous about this. I don't know what this will look like in terms of those, but um, basically, you're looking at if Eternals and Halloween Kills tanks, your No Time and Venom 2 have good legs, but I think Dune is going to be DOA. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I have two good picks. No Time, Venom 2. I think you have three good picks. Um, and then maybe my middle ground is honestly Adam's Family 2. I think Dune yeah. is just not going to do well. Yeah. You know? And it looks amazing. I, I'm going to see it, obviously. But people don't care. I'm sorry. Yeah. Budget, 165. That's not factoring in marketing i bet this is like 200 million um and this movie will probably debut opening weekend here in the u.s with i don't know i, I legit could see this making like 14 million dollars <laughs> it's gonna be bad dude uh, you know for all of these movies i'm gonna be there for it in the theater I, these especially the bigger releases i'm pumped i really am pumped i'm, I'm excited to see um especially Dune and the theater. I'm, I'm definitely wanting to see that on the IMAX. It's going gonna, it's gonna to look gorgeous. That's going to do our fall movie fantasy game. That's it. That's a wrap. Now we just had to sit back and wait for the money to roll in and for these movies to come out and get released. Of these, do you, you still say that Ghostbusters is your number one and then your number two is No Time. What's your number three most anticipated? Halloween Kills, baby. I need some Michael in my life. You know, we're in that time period. It's starting to get a little cooler at night. And I just feel that fall, that fall air. And I'm digging it. I'm going to start watching scarier movies. And it's... Oh, man, it just plays into why this is a time for these Halloween movies. So I'm pumped for it. I am. I'm excited for the last three months of the year. It's always the best time. All right, film fans. Well, thanks for joining us on this episode of Quality Check Podcast. Stay tuned for our next episode where we review all Gerard Butler movies only in children's films. So until next time, keep watching. Keep watching.